Hi, everybody. Welcome to the next installment of the Pioneer Podcast presented by Centura Health. And today we are excited to be joined by our new head basketball coach, Jeff Wolbrin. Jeff, welcome. Thanks, Carlton. Gosh, it's, it's been a whirlwind, but uh, uh, so happy to be here. So excited. And uh, I've just been met with a wave of enthusiasm from people in your department in the university. It's just been great, Carlton. Well, you've hit the ground running. It's been impressive to watch it. You've been a busy man, and, and that's a good thing. We're so happy you're here. And uh, hey, let's talk about some recent news. Uh, in, in the past few days, you've been able to announce your assistant coaching staff. Um, uh, I've been able to meet them all. Great guys. Really looking forward to working with them. Can you give us just some, some background in your relationship with each one of them? Uh, absolutely. Boy, I, I, I know, Carlton, in a year from now, I'm going to look back and I'm going to say that maybe the best thing that I've done is hire a staff. And, uh, and I will tell you that the first thing my criteria was to find high integrity men, high character men, uh, men that reflect my values, my standards, um, my goals, my expectations, and, um, uh, and, and guys who really embrace being good coaches, good teachers, and especially good mentors. And all three of the, the guys on my staff are, are great role models and will be great mentors to the young players in our program. I'll start off, first of all, with Brandon Dunson. Uh, Brandon is my associate head coach. Uh, he comes to, to us. His last stop was at Cal State Fullerton as an assistant coach. But Brandon and I go way back, and, and this is a really cool part of it. Relationships mean so much to me. And Brandon and I go back to his high school days where I coached him at Central Catholic High School in Bloomington, Illinois. And uh, Brandon and, and I have been through everything. I, I, for 17 years, we've been through great times. We've been through tough times. I know how he'll respond to adversity when he faces it. And um, uh, we also worked together for two years while I was at Stanford. And uh, Brandon had an opportunity at Stanford and he just crushed it. He just hit it out of the ballpark. Uh, I really believe that he's one of the, the most respected young coaches in the country, uh, and assistant, one of the most respected assistant coaches in the country. And uh, he left Stanford. He went on to the University of Nevada. He was part of their great, great season with Coach Musselman. They finished in the top 10 in the country, went to the NCAA tournament. Brandon was a big, big part of that. So we, we have a great history together. And I feel so fortunate that I've partnered with Brandon here uh, for our program at the University of Denver moving forward. And boy, we, we have already benefited from, uh, from all of his skills and uh, in his strengths. He'll be a great mentor to our players. He'll be a relentless worker, a talented recruiter, assistant coach. He's, he's the whole package, Carlton. I'm just thrilled uh, to be uh, undertaking this job with Brandon at my side. And uh, uh, just as proud and happy about my other two assistant coaches that we finalized this week. Um, first of all, Rob Zawi. Uh, Rob has, comes from us from Cal State Fullerton. Rob was also at the University of Nevada during the time that Brandon was there. I've known him for about five years. Rob was an assistant coach at a Division II school in Pennsylvania, so he has the on-the-court experience there as well. A great, great teacher of the game. Uh, he's in the three years, the three weeks that we've been on the court with our players. Wow, he's really made his presence felt. He's just a natural on the court, attention to detail in his teaching, and uh, will be just a great, great strength. Uh, for us. And uh, I should say, all of my assistants, uh, we've done a 
they've hit the ground running and, and done a great job with recruiting. And uh, uh, boy, we, we've got some, I think, very, very exciting recruiting news to, uh, to disclose here in the coming weeks. Um, the last assistant, which was finalized this week, was Robert Williams. And uh, like Brandon, Robert and I have a history uh, together and a long relationship. I had the pleasure of coaching Robert at, uh, at UAB uh, for two years. And he was a great, great player. I, I told our players when I introduced them that uh, Robert Williams was just a warrior as a player. Uh, we played North Carolina his senior year at UAB. You remember this? I do. And Robert got, he was our starting two guard that night. And Robert got 10 offensive rebounds all by himself. And Carolina was 15th ranked. We beat him that night. And he was just had a warrior's mentality. And he'll bring that to our team as an assistant coach. He's a tireless worker. He's great in relationships. He's terrific on the court. Um, really feel fortunate. And like Brandon, we've been through those tough times and we faced adversity together. We've celebrated together. And, and I can very clearly state that there won't be one minute this season where I wonder about trust, loyalty, with any of my assistant coaches uh, and what a great place to be. So uh, I, I really believe, as I said before, a year from now, I'm gonna say, man, I did a hell of a job assembling my staff. Uh, really, really thrilled. Well, uh, you know, in the, in the first uh, few days and weeks here with there on board, you know, I've seen them working the phones out in the hallway. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've uh, poked my head into our off season workouts, high energy, um, you know, great energy, high intensity, uh, organized. Uh, they, they all seem to have exactly what, what we're looking for. Well, absolutely. And uh, they've been working hard. And you've seen them on the phone a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so you mentioned relationships and, and Jeff in our interview process. That was a big theme and something that really resonated with everybody here that met you and your your uh, ability to build those deep and meaningful relationships. When you think about sports and you think about basketball specifically in your life, what, what have sports and basketball meant to you and done for you in your life? Um, boy, that's a, that's a great question, and it, it, it's over a long period of time, from a period of time when I was a, a single, young, single uh, assistant coach, to fast forward today where uh, I have two kids and I've uh, been married for 25 years now, so it, it's, it's been a big part of it. Um, uh, I, I'll tell you, you, you touched on the relationship part of it, so I'll hit that first. Um, the NCAA tournaments are great. I mean, they're lifelong experiences that you, you'll remember for, for a lifetime. And, uh, you know, when you set objectives that high and you reach them, it's a tremendous feeling. And then to do it as a team, you know, to work with a group of individuals and set a lofty goal for yourself and, and do everything that you can to accomplish that. Uh, you know, you hear a lot that it's the destination is great, but it's the journey which is so exciting and, and thrilling. And, and certainly that's been the case. Um, but I'll tell you this, the, the NCAA tournament appearances are great. The league championships are great. And we're gonna strive to accomplish those here at the University of Denver. But man, the, the relationships with those players and uh, the, the satisfaction of impacting the young men that uh, are under your direction uh, in some way that years and years later, uh, they stay in touch and, and remember you. 
uh, it was really great, Carlton, when, uh, when my hiring here at the University of Denver was announced. Um, I heard from, from players, I had 500 text messages and a lot from former players uh, that I coached at every stop that I've been. It was really touching and, and humbling and um, uh, just uh, a wonderful uh, opportunity to, uh, you know, to realize how, how impactful that has been in my life. So uh, it, it's the relationship piece. And as I'm recruiting now, I'm telling players, you know, look, this is not a, a short-term decision. Uh, you know, we're, whether it be a grad transfer for one year, an undergraduate transfer, or a high school player, this is not a four-year decision. This is a lifetime decision. And it's not only I feel my responsibility, but it is my desire to, to help my players down the road and later in life, whether that means uh, I can help them use my basketball network to get them a coaching job, or they decide that they, they want to pursue a, a business or a, a career in business, whatever it might be, uh, that I want to get on the phone and I want to do what I can to help them in life. And I want to be at their weddings and uh, I want to hear about, you know, their life experiences, they continue to grow. And uh, that's been the most satisfying and gratifying piece of this uh, for me. Well, Jeff, in addition to those great relationships with your players over the years, you, you've had, the I would imagine, the great privilege to work with a lot of great other coaches, work for some great head coaches. Um, what are some of those lessons that have stuck with you over the year from some of those other great leaders you've worked with? You know, uh, somebody told me uh, when I was very young as an assistant coach that you're going to, as you work with different head coaches, you're going to see things that you like and things that, that maybe don't fit your philosophy. And as you put your coaching philosophy together, you know, you, you put them both in your memory bank and it's the things that worked and you really liked and you were a good fit for you. And you, you said to yourself, you know what, when I become a head coach that I'm gonna do that, that'll be part of my philosophy moving forward. And then you see things that don't work and you, you make that note, you know what, I don't think that's a good fit. I don't think I would do that. or. Uh, you know, that doesn't fit my personality. So um, I've done that. I've had the pleasure of working with some great head coaches over the years. Uh, the first guy I worked for is Lou Campanelli. Uh, Lou had a great career. James Madison knocked off some real heavyweights in the NCAA tournament while he was there, Notre Dame and Ohio State. And then he got the Cal job, the Cal Berkeley job. And uh, he hired me, I say hired, because I was a, he hired me to be his volunteer assistant. So if you've seen the Seinfeld episode when Kramer's working at a place, but he never yeah. really gets hired, <laughs> that, that kind of was the situation there. I was a volunteer. I wasn't getting paid, but uh, he, he brought me in and he gave me my first taste of Division I basketball. And he said, you know what, Jeff? He said, uh, loyalty is a non-negotiable. He said, I'll teach you the game. He said, but I've, I've got to have your loyalty and your trust. I always remembered that. And uh, with Lou, boy, he, he was he was really tough on the guys and discipline and accountability was first and foremost in his mind. He set really high standards at the time. He took over a Cal program that had been down and he went in there and he raised standards and expectations. And uh, in three years, had the team to the NCAA tournament and uh, competing for, a, at that time, a Pac-10 championship. So we, I, I certainly learned that piece from him about toughness and accountability. Um, I also worked with Kevin Stallings 
at Illinois State. It was his first head coaching job. And uh, Kevin was as good of a tactician as I've ever been around. Uh, he, it was really interesting when, when we were in a close game and there was two minutes, a minute left in the game, our players would look at each other and they knew that, that Coach Stallings was going to come up with something down the stretch so that we'd win that game. And, and the trust in him as an elite level tactician certainly had it within the, the staff but the players, the players knew that if it was close, that he would get us through that. And uh, Jared Hass, I've worked with over the last nine years, Carlton, uh, you know him and uh, as fine of a man as there is in college basketball, high, high integrity, high character guy. Um, and probably the one of the things that I've taken from Jared is the relationship piece of it in, in um wanting to do the right thing for his players all of the time. Uh, and Jared and I were a good fit. Uh, I think our values were very similar. Our approach to the game is similar, our approach to people. And um, he, uh, you know, he would recruit players and he would tell them uh, that it's his desire to make this an incredible experience for them, that he would do anything that he could within the rules to, to really make this a wonderful experience on and off the court for them. And, um, you know, whether he was talking to players, whether he was talking to donors and, and boosters, uh, he just had a very sincere and honest uh, approach to him uh, that uh, certainly uh, made, made a mark on me. Well, yeah, I certainly enjoyed my uh, few conversations I had with Jared uh, in this process about you. And, and obviously, he, you and Jared have a great personal relationship as well as a professional relationship. And, and his respect for you uh, came through loud and clear in those conversations. Um, let's transition a little bit to basketball. Um, you know, we uh, at the University of Denver, we take uh, great pride and value our academic accomplishments and, and the academic mission of our university. You're coming from one of the very elite academic institutions in the world at Stanford. Um, when you think about recruiting at the University of Denver, how do you match up academics and basketball? Uh, it's a great fit. And um, uh, Carlton, I'm here at the University of Denver because I think I can do a lot of the things here in my program. Uh, that we did at Stanford. I think the two are very comparable. Um, uh, I, I, I'm going to an institution in Denver that, that really embraces the student athlete model. And, and that's great. I'm, I'm, at the University of Denver, I know that I can recruit young men who excel, uh, in the, excel on the basketball court and in the classroom and chase excellence in everything they do. And that's, uh, that was one of my favorite parts of working for Stanford is I got to rub shoulders every day with guys who were trying to be, they were trying to be great players. Uh, they were trying to make it to the NBA, but they were, they were also uh, leaving their mark in other areas. Uh, they were doing a great job in the classroom. They wanted life to be ready for them when the ball stopped bouncing. And, uh, and they sought excellence in what they did there. Uh, guys wanted to be great teammates. They wanted to be great sons and great brothers. And uh, that's just, I know that I can do that here. And, and through three plus weeks here, uh, it's very evident to me that we're, we're attracting a very high integrity, high character recruit who's interested in the University of Denver. So uh, I, I'm thrilled. That, that's the correlation or the comparison between the two that uh, 
uh, I, I'm able to attack that same, uh, to attract that same high character, high integrity guy uh, to do great things here. And from a basketball perspective, um, my my appeal to the University of Denver job uh, is just, uh, you know, you hear the term sleeping giant. Well, you know, we're, we're based in a wonderful city, sixth fastest growing city in the country, it has so much to offer, major metropolitan area. Uh, we're, we're in such a good geographic location from a recruiting standpoint, uh, just all of these things going for it. Uh, I love being affiliated with a prestigious academic institution. Uh, that's a great sell to recruits. And then we have a chance to do something that hasn't been done at the University of Denver from a basketball perspective. And that's the challenge and appeal to me. And in the last three weeks, I have found several players, several recruits, who, who are just, is just as excited about that challenge as I am. And that's, man, it gives me chills. I spoke to one young man, he said, coach, I wanna to come to the University of Denver and I wanna help take the University of Denver to the NCAA tournament next year and be the best story in college basketball. Like, I, I, it just it gives me chills, you know, that's, that's what you wanna hear, man. Those are the warriors that I wanna to go to battle with. And, and um, uh, so, uh, that's, you know, a little bit about the, the, the appeal. Yep, absolutely. And you're doing great work on the recruiting front already with some, some early signees. Uh, when we roll the ball out um, next fall on the court for the first game, uh, let's start on the defensive side of the ball. What, what, what should our fans be looking for on defense and, and what philosophy will you have next year with the team we have and then beyond once we get more recruits in place? Yeah, uh, great question. And, um, you know, I've always said you, you have to have a very clear identity as a team and a, a clear defensive identity, offensive identity. And I've always said that if somebody comes and watches a practice for two hours, they should be able to tell me what our identity is. So we, in other words, you can't have an identity and not, not stress those things and practice day in and day out. So from a defensive standpoint, our team will be very, very drilled in the man-to-man -man principles of defense. We will try to protect the restricted area, the paint, uh, as best we can. We will try to be in the gaps and keep people outside of the lane and specifically outside of the res restricted area. We want to take away restricted area shots. We want to have the discipline to play defense that we don't foul and we don't put people at the free throw line. And then we want to take away kick-out step-in threes. Those are the, if you're speaking analytically, those are the three highest percentage shots, the restricted area shots, the step-in threes, and, and free throws. So it only makes sense that from a defensive standpoint, we want to take those things, three, three things away. But uh, from an intangible standpoint, uh, I think the fans will see a team that competes extremely hard on both ends of the court. Uh, I think they'll see a team that, on the defensive end that scrambles really, really hard. We'll, we'll utilize some changing defenses, whether it's coming out of a timeout, change the defense, maybe it's a ball screen defense that'll be a little bit different. Uh, I like to do a little trapping. I like to create turnovers on the defensive end because it leads to easy offense and you don't have to slug it out five on five every possession. So we'll try to shake the ball loose with our defensive effort. And, um, uh, and get some easy offense out of it. From an offensive standpoint, Carlton, um, uh, same, same theory. You don't wanna slug it out five on five 
if you don't have to. And I think the greatest time to attack a defense is in transition. So certainly off of missed shots and off of turnovers, we're going to push the ball. And we're going to look for a great shot in the first eight seconds of the shot clock. And that could present itself in what we would refer to as a primary break opportunity uh, where you beat the other team down the floor and you have a two-on-one, three-on-one, three-on-two. Those are situations we'd like to get layups. Now, if those situations don't present themselves, then we're looking for secondary break and we just flow fluidly into this. And now you're hitting the defense with a pattern offense while they're in transition and they're not set. So uh, this is something that North, the North Carolina teams do so well year in and year out. And, um, we'll, and again, we'll try to utilize our secondary offense to get a, a, a good shot within the first eight to 10 seconds of the shot clock. If that doesn't present itself, we'll go into our half court offense, which will be a, a side ball screen continuity offense, putting the defense in position, uh, moving the defense from side to side. You'll see great ball movement. You'll see great player movement. And after you move the defense to a second to a third side, now you get someone out of position and now you really look to take advantage of it. Uh, I think the fans will see Carlton a really unselfish team. We'll take pride in our assist. We'll take pride in making the extra pass. Um, and we'll look to attack the paint on the offensive end. Coach, sounds like an exciting brand of basketball, and I know I'm looking forward to it. I know everybody listening and watching, uh, our fans out there are going to want to see it as well. Um, we're going to wrap up here and let you get back to work because I've got a lot to do here on the recruiting trail. Uh, I hope we can do this again, uh, maybe late summer, early fall, once we have our team in place and we can talk uh, talk about some of our people and uh, just get a look into the into the upcoming season. Yeah, let, let's do that. Let's uh, maybe the next time we get together, we'll be able to talk about all the newcomers to the team. That'll be great. Uh, Jeff Wolburn, head men's basketball coach at the University of Denver. Jeff, we're so grateful and excited that you're here on our team and we can't wait to get the season started next year. Great. Thanks, Carlton. Enjoyed it.